So hello and welcome to the Garthog Technologies Vacation Short-Term Rentals Titans podcast. This is the show for anyone interested in getting a more in-depth understanding into the short-term rental space. And on this episode, I have the real pleasure of having one of the greatest industry titans, Richard Vaughan, joining me. Richard is not a jack of all trades. He's a true Jedi master and the co-founder of Rentivo.com, a VR tech-centric business driving forward tech, optimizing data, streamlining SEO and search, and above all, is a true mine of wisdom and experience in this industry, and all of that before lunchtime. So if you are struggling to understand the challenges of inventory control to OTA integration and owner-manager relationships, then this is the show for you, or quite frankly, anyone who is a fan of Richard, of which there are plenty. Richard, welcome, and it's really great to have you. Yeah, thanks, Humphrey. That was that was quite a uh, an epic opening. Um, um, well, this is the Titans podcast, so we like epic openings. Yeah, Titans are mythological creatures, so uh, I hope you're not going to start a comic book out of this as well, and <laughs> or a film series. But, well, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, Richard, look. Um, I, I think there is just so much excitement um, to be had in the short-term rental industry right now. You know, the COVID pandemic has obviously had a major impact on what was one particular route, but today's new trajectory looks even more dynamic and transformative. Um, what, what are you most excited by at the moment? Well, I'm most excited by COVID disappearing, of course, and uh, allowing all those people who want to travel to go back to traveling and there's without doubt there's a massive massive demand for that at all what i'm, what I'm particularly excited about is seeing how the uh, the industry transforms from a, a marketing perspective and the the inventory supply so i mean currently we're, we're sitting there and the ecosystem is uh, being edged further and further towards otas and volume it's um it's no doubt going to start concentrating on individual owners and that's going to challenge the managers and agency business. So we're in a, we're in a triangle at the moment of uh, acquisition of inventory. But that's the kind of, that's the big picture, but it's all connected via technology, which is what you've got behind you on the screen. And without that uh, data flow, that administration of data, none of this can actually happen. So, so I'm, I'm fascinated to see how this uh, conflux works together. I'm also really interested to see what happens when something like furlough finishes uh, and uh, what fallout will be in that. And the company that have realized that COVID is an inflection point in the industry will have mentally and operationally started pivoting to what's going to happen in the future, which is essentially professionalism. I think, uh, within this ecosystem. So yeah, it's a, it's a very big picture and it's all very exciting. Do you think the industry is going to lose something by becoming too professional? Do you think that um, you're going to miss out on going to stay with Mrs. Miggins down the road and having, you know, her home-cooked pasties in the morning? Is that, I, is that something that's going to get lost? Yeah, you know, I do. I, I really do because uh, I mean I come from a place where we used to have a small portfolio as a family, and uh, that was one of the exciting things for people was to actually meet you occasionally and uh, 
they'd want to go to a bar and have a drink with you. And it was kind of the uh, live like a local Airbnb thing. But as the years have progressed and you start talking to guests, and actually, of course, guests are the ones who drive this forward, um, it's more and more, yeah, I don't want to see the owner. 80% uh, of people say they just want to check in without any engagement at all. Um, so I don't think we've got much choice, but I, I do think people will be missing out on, on uh, Auntie Ethel's you know, crumpets that she might have brought over. So, well, the good news for Auntie Ethel and Mrs. Miggins is that this is a cyclical industry. So what goes out will come back at some point. It's just a question of when. Yeah, but it'll come back as a it'll come back as a professional experiences. After uh, Auntie Ethel will create her own experiences on Airbnb and start thinking she can monetize this and start selling the cakes and start distributing through Sainsbury's. I mean, this is the nature of business, unfortunately. Yeah, that is that is very true. Um, I mean, you mentioned data and, you know, data right now is a huge topic. I mean, there's always been a huge topic. Um, it, it, it drives the industry, it's the, it's the lifeblood. Um, you know, it's the search, book, pay process. Everything is then inspected, interrogated, manipulated, analysed. Um, you know, this is only going to get bigger, isn't it? And as a guy who, you know, whose business specialises in this, um, talk to me about how you think this is going to uh, change the industry in the next few years, even further than where we are now. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. I mean, the data underpins absolutely everything that happens, and, and you'll understand that, of course, because where you, from where you sit. I mean, we've actually got a pitch deck from years ago. I go back to occasionally, and it's actually got a ball of wool in the middle of it. And it just explains how complicated and difficult this industry is. There is no standardization on APIs for inventory, for example. You know, you'll find that Airbnb and um, VRBO, Booking.com, all the managers, all the other distribution listing sites, no one's got a standard of anything. And that causes a lot of headaches. I mean, the hotel industry has a, has a standardization uh, to a great degree, whereas we don't. And as this industry has grown and grown and grown, things like PMS systems, you know, we used to have a handful once upon a time. Now we've got 500 plus as everybody tries to uh, take a small slice of this market. So there's no consistency in any of this and, and, it, and it causes massive headaches. Um, and I have a bit of a grump about it, to be quite honest. I don't believe Richard Vorson can ever be grumpy, but come on, let's let let's uh, seriously, seriously, I can get really grumpy about this sort of stuff because uh, if you if you look at the way the income streams come within this industry, you'll see an OTA. And fair enough, you know, it's huge investments. They let's say they take fifteen percent out of the pot, and then you've uh, if you're an owner and you need an agency or a manager you're a long way away from the place you know they'll take 20 percent and a cleaner takes money out of the pot all of a sudden there isn't much money left in the pot when everybody needs to earn more but you do need data and you do need controls and you, and you do need application of all that to make the whole system work and then somewhere in there we look at this uh, this chain of uh, income streams uh, and they say well hold on i'm not I'm not going to pay that much money for a piece of software because I use Google email and Google Pro and it costs me $9.99 a month. So why doesn't it cost that? 
Well, it's because the industry isn't as big as Google. Google has 1 billion people using its products. You know, PMS systems, 10 million properties, you probably have a few thousand so there's a stimulation for managing this amount of data. And I bet if you phoned up all 500 companies with PMS systems and said, what's your biggest problem? They'll say that the uh, people who use our systems don't understand the complexity and support and the maintenance that has to happen to actually make this whole system run. So if we connect it to, to GuardHog, which you know we're going to do, SuperHog, um, there's an API in there. So somebody has to do the integration, somebody has to maintain the integration, and there has to be a relationship management on that as well. We've all bumped into very large companies who don't tell their supply chain that they've updated their uh, API. And lo and behold, hundreds of companies uh, have failures instantaneously. So yeah, and this is it. This is the, this is the, the uh, arterial flow of data. But it's absolutely do you, vital. Do you think, um, I know a few people are working on it at the moment, or a few different people are working on it, but do you think we are going to see a successful API aggregation whereby, you know, one platform will own all the integrations needed across the whole of the short-term rental industry? Is that is that a golden egg? I've, I've, I've seen companies attempt this, yes. I think it's a, it's a mountain to climb. Uh, and I think it will be extremely difficult. I mean, if somebody can achieve it and you've got one access point for everybody's APIs, then I'm pretty sure a lot of people would use it. It's the simplest, simplest function, you know. It's a very, very hard thing to achieve though. And one, uh, one question I have for you is, um, who owns the data? In your <laughs> view, who owns the data? Yeah, that's a good question. Just go back to the other one, however. Don't forget in that, uh, in that question of, is there a single point that can access everything else? Companies are very siloed in this industry still. There's not a, there's not a very open way of working. You know, if you've got- Closed doors. Yeah, if you've got 2000 customers and you're pushing them directly to an OTA and you're billing them for it, there's no way you're gonna wanna release any information out or connect to a third party to underpin all the work you've already done. So there is a big silo effect here. And that, that's a big challenge for any company attempting what you said. Who owns the data? Oh, GDPR, I don't even want to discuss that. Um, which particular data are you talking about? Are you talking about the, um, the booking data, the property information data, the uh, financial information data? So, I mean, I think for me, when you break down the industry into the you know the, the essentially into bytes you have host data and you have guest data and then you have listing data and that is then all aggregated into a tripartite of a booking which comes together correct yeah and for me um when we're looking at, at this kind of world it is it's really the individual property owners the host the guests who kind of lose out because they are losing control of their data because it's being siloed by these larger companies yeah that's that's been a that's been a recognized problem for about 10 years and uh, it continues to be siloed and, and if you're a very large company you and i would do exactly the same thing 
I think, because that's actually that in, that data is incredibly important, particularly for growth and for determination of pricing and um, business development. The, 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 just read the terms and conditions on on any of the large OTAs if you've got a couple of hours because they're about 150 pages long. But you know, the data is not owned by you in certain of these situations because you've signed it away. I mean, it, my, my wife's a photographer and one of my biggest angst is the photographer says they always own the copyright of the photographs they take even though they've taken of your wedding. So they're no use to anybody else but they hold the copyright and want to keep billing you because of, for those photos. <laughs> So, you know, it's, I know there's some people out there probably right now saying, well, that's correct. Well, I, I, I can test that in certain situations. Um, if you take a property owner and they've bought a property and they've, they've, been, they've taken photographs, they've written descriptions and they've, they've used all that information themselves, they've got it on their own website and they use a third party for booking information that comes directly. And essentially they do own all that information. It's, it, it's when they hit an external reach that's governed by third party documentation that the problems occur. Because in a real world, everybody would actually say, well, you can use it to book my property, but you don't own any of the data. Um, and that doesn't happen right now. So will we see more enforcement of data? I suspect we will as time goes on. If you look at Facebook and what's happening to that and the contest with Apple about privacy and data, I think we might see some implementation by governments about the use of this information as well. So, but currently it's out there and it's being used at will by companies who've got the technology to allow them to benefit from it. And it's hard to challenge it. If not impossible, yes. If not impossible. Yeah, you need uh, you need the balance sheet of Airbnb to actually get anywhere. How um uh, let let's 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 move away from the nuts and bolts of data into uh, kind of looking forward into twenty twenty one. I see this as a fairly bleak year. I think we're going to be really struggling in terms of. COVID is going to impact this year as much as it did last year. And so we're really going to be waiting through till 2022 before things start getting back to normal again. Um, what should companies be focusing on? What, should, what would you advise your property management companies to be focusing on this year in order to really come out of COVID stronger than before? Well, you said property management companies, so uh, I'm well known for saying uh, everybody needs to be descriptive about these urban property managers or regional vacation property managers because they're two wildly different animals. So we know that uh, certainly to sitting in the UK that the, the property managers have had uh, a booming year in terms of forward bookings for this summer. So off the scale for some of them. I think I think I saw cottages.com announce they took 8,000 bookings last weekend. So the traditional stay-at-home domestic holiday businesses in the UK and certain other areas in Europe are doing incredibly well. So I think they're looking at that as a blessing in disguise and uh, they will be uh, already, they've already cut, cut, 
cost cut quite effectively to maintain their positions, the ones that have gone up for, on a balance sheet. Um, whether it's going to happen or not is a completely different question. Vaccinations, etc., etc. We'll see. My personal, my personal opinion of this, and I'm a microbiologist. Many years ago, last March, if you'd asked me, I'd have said it all been over by September, but I was completely wrong. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to hedge my bets here and say I think the summer is going to be really, really difficult still. Um, so that's that's domestic. International travel is just wiped out. I don't think that's going to come back until the end of the year. Um, and uh, Rentiro has a fair amount of Asian business, for example. So Asian managers, they just shut the doors and gone away for a year. And so we're not we're not going to do anything until the end of 2021, because most of the a lot of their business is international business. Um, urban managers. Uh, I've had the privilege of speaking to a few throughout the course of this year, uh, and they asked me what to do, some, a couple of small ones, and I said, looking at what you've just shown me, I, if I were you, I'd just shut up shop, pay your debts and walk away, which they did, interestingly. So the urban businesses, uh, I think, are, I, I think they're going to really struggle to see anything before the end of the year. I've been watching the pivots, the, um, you know, health, uh, putting health workers in and quarantine apartments, you know, and doing uh, long-term stays. And, and that's great. Everybody's been very inventive. So people are staying in great apartments, much cheaper. But, you know, when this does come back to normal, as it will, uh, all that accommodation from the owners, the investors, they're going to say, well, you know, we need more money out of this, so let's go back to where we were originally. I think that the biggest damage point for, for managers is going to be the business travellers. I've spoken to a lot of people who, uh, who are business people, and, and they said, we don't actually need an office. We don't need to go uh, into London or into the cities as much as we used to. So it, it's, it's going to be more limited, I think, as well on, on that front. So I think there's going to be... Any managers who've got a high number of business travellers could, could see a drop in their inventory. But overall, it's, it's the same rule for everybody. Cut costs, be sensible. Uh, and I think it's, as we mentioned a bit earlier, it, it's been a fantastic time to sit back and look at it all and actually say, what, what should we be doing? Where should we be going? And that's what we've done in Rantiva. We've actually sat back and said, what is going to happen in the future and, and what we think is going to happen from our particular segment is that um, there are 10 million plus properties out there right now there are hundreds of thousands of websites there's some major ones with millions and there's some small ones with ones and twos hundreds of thousands of those websites are legacy systems a lot of those PMS systems are legacy systems. A lot of them don't have the capacity to upgrade. Their connectivity is very, very poor. Um, and if you look at Google's um, threats, let's call them, over the last two years about where they're going, what they're doing, and what you have to do, their single biggest mantra is um, on their search is uh, 
give the best search result, give the best, give the customer the best result. And to do that, everybody has to have the best product. So if, if you dive into Google Travel and think to yourself, well, where's Google Travel going? Well, it's creeping, isn't it? It's been in a hotel that's come to vacation rentals. We've now got, uh, we've now got channel managers on there, like Rentals United. We've actually got uh, big managers in Europe on there under their own brands as well. It won't be too long before that trickles down to an API fee from smaller companies. Now, Google's not going to promote smaller companies that don't actually have a great conversion on the end of it. So everybody's going to need to up their game. And upping that game means you're going to have to do an awful lot of stuff on your web presentation. You look to book, you know, why do the OTA so successful? Because guests actually want a price, they want availability, they want the information, they want a book, they want to know it's, it's trusted and it's secure. Uh, and it works from both sides of the coin. From your side, the owner and the manager needs to know there's security and trust. And from the guest side, is added the same thing. So the technology sector of the guest facing and the dynamic integration of data is what's going to drive Google forward to work with smaller companies. And everybody, everybody who's thinking about guest facing technology needs to adopt change. And if they've got legacy systems, they'll find they're deranked, they're gonna convert less and Google's not gonna be so interested in you anymore. And that's that's a fascinating trend because I, I do think that a number of businesses that we know are upgrading from one PMS to another. And that transition now is a lot less painful than it used to be um, and can happen much, much quicker. Yeah, and, and you're right. I mean, the, it's a bit of a joke in the industry if you've ever had to deal with PMS is, is that that's the commonest phrase. I'm changing my PMS this year. You know, and I've, I was uh, on a call last week specifically about PMSs. I mean, you know, Rentivo doesn't deal in, in uh, SaaS mass PMSs. We're essentially a technology integration and guest facing platform with financial management behind the scenes to allow all the, all the data to flow. Um, but the PMS uh, element of it is, is certainly it's ground zero. It's where the information is sourced from. But that needs to find its way out into the real world, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and with hashtag book direct becoming more and more important, with uh, agencies and managers looking at OTAs and saying, well, we can't let them take as much money as they want continuously. So we'll just push our prices up to them and, and take an advantage going direct. Yeah, not only do you have warfare there, you have uh, data challenges continuously. You have you have huge warfare, and the 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 relationship between a uh, owner who wants to book direct and a PMS and the OTA is a really delicate one. Like I've been I've been censored from asking questions around that relationship with the PMS and the OTA, because really the OTA, the PMS wants the OTA to work with them, and therefore gently suppresses direct bookings yeah i mean it's not a secret i'm free everybody kind of knows this um and if you depends which seat you sit in of course if you're an ota and, and you know you've got shareholders and you have to make money you want to grow your business then yes the, the pms is a challenge of course because uh, everybody wants to make as much margin and if you can do it direct why would you not do it direct 
I think we're we're in a bit of an inflection transition point again on this, because if you went back five or six years, as as PMS systems were um, flooding the market from tech guys who just thought oh, this is easy, all I want to do is get some availability pricing and put the property up, and we're in business. It's not that simple. Um, the the message was. Well, it's easy. You give me your properties and I'll put them on the OTAs. You'll get bookings. I take a percentage or I take money for it. And, and we're all going to walk down that path paved with gold, of which there are thousands in this industry and no one's actually found the rainbow at the end of them yet. So, uh, but as we've moved forward, I think what's happening is uh, it's becoming much more complicated in data flows and opportunities and extra listing sites and pricing and uh, short term and different cancellation policies and it's being driven from all angles. But the, this amount of money, there is only this amount of money in the pot. Seriously, there is only that amount. Otherwise the guest is just gonna stay in a hotel or, or even buy their own property because it gets too expensive. So somewhere in there, everybody's trying to figure out how to make an extra margin. And let's just say you took an Airbnb booking um, you know, they, they called you up and said, I'd like to stay another week. In the past, people have said, well, just go on Airbnb and book it. These days, they're beginning to say, well, why would I give away all that? Why would I give away 15% now because I'm, I'm software managed? Why would I just push them straight to my own website and give them a free bottle of wine at the same time and do it myself? And, and that's not in, just individual owners. That's large-scale enterprises now who've been relying on Airbnb to, to bring their income in. They're and, under you know, and it, and it, and, it, and, I, and I see how these OTAs are working as mass advertisers. And then once you get the guest in your in your in your net on the hook, potentially you then go, well, look, here's an even juicier worm. Why didn't you come and do this? And the, a big fallout from that is trust and actually knowing that that person you know ironically is trustworthy when they want to take you off platform yeah um, yeah, yeah i mean the the, the other uh, let's not call it a complaint the other issue is that certainly uh, otas you know they need more and more customers they they do want to silo them once upon a time somebody would come to i'm sitting as you can see close to painting from the sign behind me um, uh, when we had our management business, like 32,000, we had customers who came back here every year for 20 years. And within the space of five, six years of, of running that uh, small private business and then a management business here, uh, we saw it uh, come back to about 20% of people came back to the same area within five years. So, you know, the world expanded very quickly and people decided to go to different places and for shorter periods of time. So an OTA's lifeblood is actually to take their customer and push them somewhere else. Yeah. And, and you don't really want that to happen. You want them to come back. But it doesn't happen that often. Yeah, so. I, love, I, love, I love the idea of these, these battles happening between different players. And obviously the biggest one is still between a host and a guest. Uh, played behind a platitude of smiles and, um, and and welcome cakes and everything like that based with the whole review system and how, you know, hosts are very often held hostage to reviews and guests have the power to, you know, make a host earn 20% less unless everything goes perfectly. Yeah. 
No, I think I think every every host, every owner, every small manager, every large manager will will uh, align themselves to the same sort of thing, and it will be trust number one. And trust is only established because you've got some form of credibility behind you. So in the the management, the hygiene, the cleaning, the compliance on everything, your insurances, your pat testing, all this sort of stuff, that all needs to be evidenced. So there's an evidential basis here for guest facing whatever you're doing in actual fact. Well, and this is all done via data, as you know, so. I, I think on, on that note, on finishing with trust, data, watch Google, always watch Google, um, that gives us a, a great moment to wrap up. So thank you so much for listening. Richard, thank you for giving me your time and your wisdom. Sorry we didn't have time to discuss your midnight skinny dipping sessions. But <laughs> uh, listen to, um, was, it, was it Matthew? His, his, whose podcast was that on? So Mark Simpson's. Mark yeah. Simpson's podcast for more details of Richard's midnight skinny dipping. Um, we will add the links below to Rentivote and please check them out. Um, they're a, a hugely important part of the sector. And if you're keen to hear more from Richard, um, they can find you on LinkedIn and we'll also add your email below as well. So, yeah, th thanks, Humphrey. I didn't realize we've been going, yeah, well over half an hour. So, yeah, fascinating industry. A lot, a lot, uh, a long way to go. Um, but yeah, anybody who wants to contact me, just uh, come in on LinkedIn. Uh, happy to talk to anybody about rentals. May sound sad, but it's the world we live in. And, it, and it's very true, Richard, really will talk to you about anything. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. And um, uh, any questions, please get in touch. All the best. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Alfred.